Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Black woman. Beautiful. Powerful. Resilient female of African descent with skin kissed by the sun. Conversation. A talk, especially an informal one, between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. We love being black women. Black women are ambitious. Black women are confident. Black women are diligent. We are tenacious. We walk out of our houses put together. We are many shades and personalities of fabulous. But we as black women don't talk about our dilemmas, current events, and what's going on every day that affects us. So we created this podcast as a way to laugh together, cry together, and have an open conversation about life as black women. Oh, that's deep. Black Women Conversations. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Johnny. How's your week been? Horrible. Oh, no. I mean, I just, I never come out and say horrible, right? I always sort of say, well, this happened and this happened and this happened. But I just, there's been a series of events that have happened this week that have just drained the life out of me. And I am hoping that the next couple days get better. I'm getting my bathroom redone. We're behind schedule. We have dust everywhere. There's a leak in the basement. I have to get pipes replaced. I have to get new drywall put up. New wiring. I mean, it's just like so much that I have to get done in addition to everything with the health system that I'm working for still going very, very slowly. So let me take the word back. I wouldn't say horrible. I would say not as I want it to be. Let's say that. But that's okay. I'm not going to... The next couple days will be better. I will have a better week. So I'm speaking that into existence. But yeah, it's been... It's been, you know... Like Marlo say, who today drained me? <laughs> Feel about the week. Well, I'm sorry to hear that you've had such a draining, exhausting week, but it will get better. It will get better. I feel like my week has been good, but it's a lot going on and I feel like I'm flying by the seat of my pants. So basically, the week hasn't been bad. It's just been crazy busy. Like, End of last week, I found out I was going to a conference this week. So I'm like, okay, going to a conference this week, have to figure out how to pull things together. It sounds like I'm being really dramatic, right? But I worked every single day this week. Then there was Easter and I celebrated Easter. I went to church, did my whole Easter thing, brought some people to church. You know, it was great. Love Easter Sunday. I love Easter Sunday, not just because, or Resurrection Sunday, let me say that. I love it not just because more people come to church, but I love it because like people are excited about being out and like having fun and spring and all the things, right? So I did Easter. I went and spent some time with my family, um, stopped by my mentor's house. So we were like house hopping for Easter, right? Like it was Christmas, but... Then I had to get up at the crack of dawn this morning. And yes, I sound really, really annoying right now. 
I will admit I'm annoying myself, but I got up at the crack of dawn this morning so that I could be at the White House at 6 a.m. for the White House Easter egg roll. So it's been busy. Not bad, but busy. But there's been a lot of like weird stuff going on, Nicole. Like there's a lot of stuff that I feel like I just wanted to call you and be like, hey girl, what in the world is happening with the world? This is on fire? So earlier this week, the girl, I think she was like 19. I don't remember where she's from. I feel like it was like Tennessee, Mississippi, one of them. And she was arrested for recording herself on her, her social media accounts, sleeping with her dogs. Like hardcore, whoa, whole pause. What girl? Like, what are we out here doing? Not only, and we just had an episode about people recording just way too much. Like people just do stuff for clout that just isn't clout. We talked about that with the lady who accidentally, allegedly accidentally killed her husband on the video. But this girl is out here, 19, going to jail for bestiality that she recorded on social media. Like real talk. Then... We're not going to talk about the the, sh- the mass shootings that we've had that seem like happen every day now at this point, honestly. I believe either yesterday or today, the Dalai Lama just issued an apology for the, the whole video with the kid and him asking him to suck his tongue like, whoa. Like, literally every day I wake up, I feel like the world is on fire. Do you feel like that, Nicole? You know, I- I'm confused. Okay, the Dalai Lama thing is nasty enough. Like, you know, suck my tongue. That's so nasty. And the poor child is probably traumatized. If I'd have heard that, I'd probably been yelling at my child, no, no, don't you talk to And I probably would have went like crazy on the Dalai Lama. That's just me. Like, don't touch my child. Don't, don't do that. You better watch who you have around your children nowadays. That's just sad, but you do. But the bestiality thing, I thought you meant sleeping in the bed with her dogs. Like, oh, Sophie jumps in the bed. And I wake up and she's like right there under me. And I'm like, oh, she went to jail for that? You mean sexual contact with the dog? How can those dildos for this? There's every Tom, Dick, and Harry that's trying to get some in the club for this. There's probably like the college person that's sitting next to you in class for this. I mean, you can find somebody to have intercourse with, an actual person. I'm really confused by this. Like, I don't even know. How does a dog... I mean, just the thought of it, it just makes me want to vomit. Okay, but let me say this. Based on the little bit of digging that I did, because I will say I went down a rabbit hole, but it was it was like a five-minute rabbit hole. Typically, my rabbit holes are like, you know, 30 minutes an hour. This was like a five-minute rabbit hole. And you know how your brain just kind of is like... I'm never going to adjust to this. Like every single time you watch something, it just becomes more traumatic. So this was the rabbit hole of her TikTok account, one of her two TikTok accounts. And surprisingly enough, she has a boyfriend or had one. I don't know if they're still together, but yeah, I I will share it with you. I mean, the videos are not up. Those are not up. So you won't see that, but you will see the account. And it's very, it's very interesting, but I'm not sure if she's posted bail, bond, whatever, or if she's still sitting in in lockup but yeah she was it was a thing and other people's accounts got shut down for talking about the videos that she had posted it's very interesting but it's a i feel like the world is on fire like you know how they say that these are the last evil days like it's real life like the dalai lama's having little boys suck his tongue and then having to apologize for it so clearly it was nefarious because if it wasn't then why did you give an apology for and then the girl and the doll like it's a lot going on. Nicole, your face. Are you looking up the girl that slept with a dog? 
No, I'm just disgusted. Like, I would never look up that account. I just don't even want to accidentally search that account. And then all of a sudden, you know, when you search something, all of a sudden the stuff show up on your timeline. It's on your Facebook feed. You get ads popping up through Amazon for random stuff. I don't have time for that. I'm not trying to do that. So uh, it's a no for me. We feel real down. Y'all have been talking to us, honestly. Our listeners, Nicole, we got crazy messages this week. Honestly, this podcast topic is not initially what we agreed to talk about. We kind of made a detour because our listeners were like, hey, you need to talk about this, okay? So y'all have been talking to us and we appreciate it. Can y'all like, review, subscribe, rate us, all of the things. You guys do all of the things. We tell you this every week and we appreciate those of you who do. We appreciate those of you who don't either because then you still have the opportunity to do so. So do all of the things. And Nicole, what else are they going to do? They're going to share us with their friends. And y'all continue to tag us on these stories because, listen, like Janine said, we were really trying to avoid <laughs> this story. And then one of our listeners was like, Edo, that's deep. I know y'all going to talk about this. And Janine was like, Nicole, okay, we got to talk about it. And I'm like, oh, okay, girl. <laughs> yes, our listeners are tagging us. So when you want us to talk about something and you want to be in the conversation, go ahead. Tag us in it. All right, Johnny. So what were we tagged on that they made sure was in our timeline this week? Okay, Nicole. So you already said it. We talked about this. So this story is still developing, you all. It is still developing. The case hasn't, nobody has officially been convicted of any crimes. So I will say this. And that's kind of the reason why we didn't really want to talk about it at this point. Because, you know, we like to get it when we got the facts hot off the press. But we're going to give you the facts that we know. So I'm going to give a shout out to our friend, Brittany. And she goes by underscore Miss Britt underscore. So if y'all look at her, go, go follow her. So she's the one who tagged us. And she was like, I know this has been on y'all's timeline. So Brittany, thank you so much for calling us out because we were really trying to avoid this one. But girl, you told us and some other people sent it to us. So we were like, okay, y'all, we're going to do it. Jerron Thomas is on our timeline. Jerron is on our timeline because he has been charged with manslaughter for the death of his girlfriend, Deja Garrett Hillard. So on Tuesday, March the 21st, at approximately 2.20 a.m., Harris County Sheriff's Office responded to a home for an unknown medical emergency. When they arrived, they found a 24-year-old woman who was unresponsive. Now, the cause of her unresponsiveness was unknown. The paramedics attempted to treat her and transported her to the hospital where she was pronounced dead. Jerron Thomas identified himself as the 24-year-old victim's boyfriend. When deputies interviewed him, he admitted to choking her to death. He allegedly told the deputies that it took place while they were engaging in erotic asphyxiation when she became unresponsive. So Jerron was arrested and charged with manslaughter. He was sent to jail, but posted $40,000 bond, and he is due back in court on May the 17th. Now, for those who are prudes like me, I kid, I kid, I kid. Erotic asphyxiation is sex that involves intentionally cutting off air supply to the brain by choking, and it's all done to increase sexual arousal. 
to dig a little bit deeper into this, because y'all, I'm just going to give you the facts about the case that I just gave you. I'm not about to talk about that anymore. What I'm about to tell you is dig a little deeper into this erotic asphyxiation. So while most consider erotic asphyxiation BDSM, or even some just consider it a normal part of their sexual lives, according to the American Psychiatric Association, it is classified as sexual perversion or sexual deviation. Regardless of how it's viewed, just like with any other sexual activity, there are risks. Consent and safety are paramount. And honestly, if you decide that you're going to participate in erotic asphyxiation, there are some guidelines that should be laid before both parties participate. Before starting breath play, that's another name for it, there are, like I said, some ground, there's some groundwork that needs to be done. Some boundaries need to be set, some safe words need to be put in place, safe gestures, or anything that can acknowledge an indication that someone needs assistance or it needs to stop. All of those things need to be put in place before you participate. It's also imperative that these things are documented somewhere just in case something goes wrong. Putting these things in place does not eliminate, but it will minimize the risk of accidental death you know at first i was like i feel very torn about this case let me start there because i feel like as an OBGYN and somebody that talks about healthy sexual practices pretty often and usually in the context of pregnancy but you know obviously sometimes not in the context of pregnancy i haven't always just done high risk stuff but i just feel like if you are in a mutual relationship and you agree on something and that something goes wrong, I almost at one point felt really sorry for him because I was like, well, you guys have had this type of intimacy before. This is just like, it went wrong this time, right? Um, I didn't view it as a, an act of, um, evil. I didn't think of it as he was trying to hurt her because most people that partake in any type of erotic asphyxiation, they're not trying to hurt each other. They're trying to increase the stimulation of the act that they're doing. Okay. It's almost like a person that gets high, right? You know, the first high supposedly is that the best high. And after that, you're just trying to get back to the best high that you got before. And as a result, some people end up giving to a little too much and overdosing and dying. I think of this as almost a simulation, uh, similarity of, of a, someone with a drug addiction. Okay, just trying to get the same high. And so I feel bad for him because I don't, think that he was trying to kill her I think that perhaps this was a very poor decision but anybody that partakes in any type of erotic asphyxiation you know that that is a risk when you're cutting off circulation whether you're doing auto asphyxiation or whether somebody else is partaking in it it's a risk you know anytime you cut off oxygen it's a risk and if you have somebody that you're telling to cut off your your oxygen or your airway, 
then you got to realize, like, it's a risk. Like, what if they crush your larynx? What if they break your neck in the process? Like, that is a risk. So for me, I was very much so torn because I understand there's a loss of life here. But at the same time, if this was a mutual relationship and they had partaken in this type of intimacy before, then I'm like, should he really be punished for that? Now, reading things and just like, I know that Johnny's like, I'm not going to go any further on this. I know it's hard to not go further because then you see, you hear all the hearsay, right? The, hey, they weren't in a real sexual relationship. This was deviant. You know, he was, you know, trying to harm her. You really don't know what he was trying to do unless you were there. And so only she knows what he was trying to do. And she's not there. I get that she's a victim. I get that, you know, perhaps he should have monitored a little bit closer. But when you're in the act of, you know, sexual arousal, you're not really thinking at the moment into the throes of everything, especially if somebody's telling you to do that. Now, if she was there and saying, stop, you know, and, and he did not, and this was considered rape, well, that's a little different. And that's something that has to be investigated. The other thing that gives me a little bit of pause is if you read the articles, there's a picture of a car. And I'm like, wait, they being intimate in the car and, and and cutting off airway? I only say that because that's not a really planned out place. That's sort of like spur of the moment, you know, in the back seat. But if y'all in a, a relationship, I mean, like reviving somebody in the backseat of a car, if you really know you're going to partake in some type of erotic asphyxiation, I'd have been like, okay, can we get back to the apartment first? Well, I know there's nothing around and you're going to be flat on the surface, you know, before we engage in all of this, you know, but me choking you in the backseat of a car seems a little bit like mm, things that make you, mm, you know, somebody passing by seeing you choking me while having sex in the backseat of a car could be perceived as rape. Okay, so that that confuses me right there. That's the only thing that really confuses me. Because if you're in the comfort of your home and you invited him in, this is consensual. It looks consensual. There's no signs of a struggle around the bed. You know, you obviously invited him in. That's different. But now it brings in doubt into my mind because you're in the back seat of a car. So that's the only thing that makes me say, you know, where there's scratch marks in the backseat of the car. You know, he does look like he has some markings on him in his mugshot. That also gave me a little bit of pause. But, you know, for me, it's like, is this just irresponsible? You know, like, is it really asphyxiation? Are you really choking, raping somebody in the backseat of a car? I'm confused by that. I do get that he called the police immediately afterwards, or so they say. And, you know, obviously he was trying to revive her, or so they say. And if you were really trying to strangulate and choke somebody purposely, you wouldn't have, you know, you'd have been, I don't know if you would have called 911 immediately and said, I accidentally choked my girlfriend while having sex, you know, unless in your mind you planned that out. Like, yeah, well, I've done this before and I, this time I'm going to get her and I'm just going to say, you know, I don't know. You don't know what's going through people's minds at that time. That's my two cents on it. I know it's like playing the field there, Johnny, but that's how I feel. Okay, so I will say this. I am all for all of the auto asphyxiation, all of the 
erotic asphyxiation, have at it. But I, there are a couple of things, and I'm not going to be super religious here, but like, it's a little different when y'all boyfriend and girlfriend, if you kill her. Because now you, we don't even know if y'all families really knew each other. Like, we don't know how long y'all been together. We don't know any of that, right? It's different when you're married. And I'm not saying that it makes it any better because he probably would still go to jail if you if they were married. That's not what I'm saying. And I'm not saying that it will clear things up. But guess what? When you're married, guess what you can do? Pop a little video. We record everything else. Record that. And also record saying, hey, I'm agreeing to this. If something goes wrong, my husband is not going to jail because I'm not saying this under duress. I'm just saying like, there are some precautions that you need to take. So I used to work with this guy, shout out to Uncle O, and he had this wonderful idea. Back when we first got cell phones that recorded things, he would be like, no, what y'all should do is, I remember him telling this to a young guy, right? He was like, if you are having issues with women saying like, oh, I didn't agree to that, or oh, no, record him and say, what is the date today? What do you plan on doing today? are you consenting to have sex with me today, right? And if that's the lengths that we have to go through to make sure that we're not going to jail, do it. Same thing with this. We all know that it's super, super dangerous when anyone's airway gets cut off, right? So we all know that you're taking a bit of a risk, right? With any sort of, well, I don't want to say any sort of BDSM, but with a lot of BDSM, because I will consider it that, I would like to not consider this sexual diversion. But I'm saying most BDSM is safe. But a lot of BDSM, there are ways in which you can die. I mean, for goodness sakes, sex is it just having sex alone, you could die. So just take the extra step of precaution. If you want to have the fun, you just got to do it in a safe manner. We ready to read through some of these other situations? I don't know. But yeah, I would say yes. Let's just say yes. <laughs> This is the first day we don't want to read to y'all letters, y'all. This letter says, Nicole and Janine, my boo and I have been dating for three years and we love to do kinky stuff. At first, it was sex in public places, like the car in the park. Then we started role play and dress up. Now it, we're experimenting with bondage. One night, my boyfriend told me to choke him. I put my hands around his neck lightly. He told me to choke him harder, and it freaked me out, so we stopped. We held each other, and he told me he watched some porn that turned him on, and he wanted to try it. A few days later, while I was in a doggy-style position, my boyfriend started choking me from behind. I tried to tell him to stop, but couldn't because I couldn't breathe. Then, after about a minute, he stopped. The sex after that, after he stopped, was even more intense than it was before. However, afterwards, I told him I didn't want to do that again because it really freaked me out. He seemed a little disappointed because he said that was the best sex we'd ever had. Judging by his tone, I'm not sure if he won't just surprise and try to choke me during the act again. Ladies, I don't know how to make sure I'm safe during sex. What steps can I take to make sure that me and my boyfriend can maintain a healthy but safe sexual relationship? Anonymous. Y'all don't even want to say y'all's names on these things. <clears throat> I mean, okay, so let me say this. Anonymous, because I'm glad you're anonymous. Um, 
because I'm about to give you a couple of things. So when I was doing some research for this episode, I came across a really good men's health article. And the men's health article, let me see if I can find the exact title of it. And I'll share this. But the men's health article is, breath play is a popular form of BDSM. Here's how to do it safely. And to be very honest with you all, like this article summed up all of the other things that I had read about what we call breath play, right? So they also call them like gaspers or there are a ton of names for this. But but let me be very clear with you. Even though there are very good, even great suggestions about consent, about health, about safety, these are not going to guarantee that nothing is going to go wrong. You have to be mindful that that you know, you can't be, you can't guarantee that when you drive a car down the road, that nothing is going to go wrong. It, it might break down, right? Like you, that's why we have roadside assistance. There are things that can go wrong. And we're not saying that everything that goes wrong ends up in death, but we are saying that there's a little bit of a higher possibility of things going wrong when you are playing with someone's oxygen, especially when you're choking them in a unexpected way, right? Like you don't have a safe word. You don't have an indication that something is going, you know, that's not going correctly, right? Like you have to prepare for this. This is not a spontaneous spur of the moment kind of thing that you don't, that you do if you've never had a conversation. That's my suggestion. If you all have talked about it and agreed upon it then and, and talked about like, what are the safe words? What are the signs? If you see this, stop. Like if you, if you all have discussed those things, then it can become a spontaneous thing. Like I wouldn't suggest, you know, put making choking a part of every sexual experience that you have. But I would say that it can become a little bit more spontaneous once you have some things in place. Also, with that being said, if you don't feel comfortable then he should respect that. I don't care how disappointed he is. If you're not comfortable, you're not comfortable. And guess what? If you're not comfortable, that can also make things go wrong. So how about we do this? How about you have a conversation and figure out some things that you would be comfortable with? Figure out some things that you might be open to, but might not yet be comfortable with. And some things that are just absolute no's. So like we had a psychiatrist on and she talked about a yes, no, maybe list, right? put together a yes, no, maybe list. This is what I'm willing to do. This is what I'm not willing to do. And here are some things that I'll explore under these circumstances with these, these conditions, these precautions put into place. There are a lot of things that have to happen before this maybe, right? Y'all just be safe. Anonymous, be safe. Put together the things that you're interested in or that you will be open to. And if he's not agreeable to them and he wants to take it further, then he's not the guy for you because guess what? He's selfish and he only cares about himself if he's not concerned about how it will make you feel or how uncomfortable you will be. That's what I'm saying. Girl, now look, it was probably a little alarming because it was just kind of surprised. Like, hey, we doggy style and now all of a sudden you can't breathe. Girl, surprise, right? That's that in and of itself can be traumatic. However, if set up in the right way, doggy styling, surprise, but not really a surprise because I know that just in case, girl, let me just say, I'm not going to suggest that you try it because I don't want nothing to happen to you. But let me just say, you, maybe you should try it. Just maybe, maybe, if you if you so choose. Go ahead on, Nicole, go ahead on. <laughs> Tell us to keep our hands to ourselves. Listen, y'all ain't giving y'all some bad advice. Let me tell you, I say, and I'm usually the person that keeps relationships together, right? 
let's say this. I'll keep your mirror together, but this dude ain't got no ring on your finger. You ain't got no papers on this man. He ain't got no papers on you. Why are you with him? You've been with him for three years. I get that the sex is good, but is it that good? You know? Hmm. For me, if you're going to be involved with somebody sexually, you have to be 100% vulnerable with them, right? Like, they're seeing you with the nothing on, right? You have to be vulnerable with them. And if you feel like your butt cheeks going to clench up every time you hit it from the back because he's going to actually choke you, well, then, girl, how are you going to be vulnerable? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, if I'm afraid for my life while I'm naked, he can overpower you. If you're afraid that he's going to just sneak up on you and choke you, then I say don't have sex with him, girl. And that means get a new boot. I would, I would ease on out of that relationship. I would not have sex with somebody that I felt like I could not trust to not choke me. And you sound crazy to me even suggesting continuing this relationship with somebody that you don't trust will not harm you. If you don't, can't say with 100% confidence that he's not going to just all of a sudden choke you if he has two drinks at a concert or two drinks at the club, then we got a problem. And you should not be involved in any intimate act with him because his his judgment may be off that day. And he may think, okay, well, we had a good time with bondage or we had a good time with this or with that. So I'm going to take it to the next step. And she sings into it and you're really not. And then you end up not here anymore. Okay. So um, I would say if you can't trust him 100%, if you can't be completely vulnerable, if you can't let your guard down, if you're always on edge around him, do not have sex with him, girl. No, get somebody else's into the kinky stuff, the sex in public places and in the car and in the park. Get somebody else that's going to dress up and, and cross-dress with you and wear your heels if you want them to. Get somebody else to do that. There are plenty of people that will do that. There are plenty of people that will do that without strangling you. Find somebody else. It is not worth your safety to try to do, to experiment, to figure out, well, he like it, I'm going to try it. I'm going to let him ease and choke me. I'm going to let him gradually choke me. It's all crazy. You can't trust the man. Move on. Obviously, the only person enjoying this is him. And if you're not mutually enjoying this, then I would not put myself in a bad situation or uncomfortable situation that can put my life at risk because he is turned on by that kinkiness of almost killing you during sex. <laughs> it's a no for me. All right, Janine, what, what's your letter read? Because me and you, we're not going to agree on that one. Okay, my letter says, hi, ladies, I need your help. I'm a man of few words, so I'm going to get right into it. No pun intended. I recently reconnected with my high school sweetheart, the one that got away. It was right out of a movie. Sadly, she had lost her husband and moved back home from Cali. We saw each other at the Publix for the first time in over 20 years, and I fell in love with her all over again. We are well into our 50s now, so we are throwing caution to the wind and making up for lost time. We are in love, and I want to marry her, but there's a slight issue. We don't have sex. I didn't force the issue because I'm a gentleman, and I figured that she didn't want to have sex out of wedlock. Also, I need an occasional pill, if you know what I mean. She just told me that she's actually scared to have sex. I thought she was jerking my chain until she shared with me 
that her husband died of a heart attack while they were having sex, and she has not had sex since, and that was almost five years ago. Ladies, what do I do? I want to have sex, but I don't want to pressure her, and I don't want to let her get away again. Signed, JT. Well, JT, it sounds like she has some baggage she has to take care of. She has some self-healing that she has to do, and she has to go through counseling, and you guys need to, you know, go through some type of sex therapy, probably, okay? Um, one, you have to ask yourself, self, is this an investment I'm worth being around for? Because guess what? You don't have to be with this woman, okay? She's coming with baggage. She's coming with guilt. She thinks she'd probably kill her husband during the act of intercourse, okay? So that psychologically is damning, okay? And she's going to have to go through a lot of counseling for that situation in general, but then she's also going to have to go through counseling and sex therapy with you to be able to move forward in terms of in an intimate way. So you got to ask yourself, am I up for this? And if you are in love with her and you are up for this and you really are invested, then you do need to take the steps, encourage her to get counseling. Now, you can't make people be ready to heal, though. OK, so she has to be ready to heal. and She has to accept counseling. And if she's not willing to accept counseling, I mean, I really don't think that you should have to sit there and suffer and be in a relationship that doesn't have the type of intimacy that you want. So then again, you have to ask yourself, are you going to stay around for that? Are you going to wait for her to be ready for counseling? Because she could never want, uh, be ready for counseling. You would have to come to that realization and you'd have to say, at what point am I going to walk away? How long am I going to allow this to fester until I'm willing to move forward if she hasn't taken steps for healing? That's on you, bro. You're going to have to make that decision. But, you know, maybe she's thinking, my stuff's so good, I didn't kill somebody. You know, I get it. You think you got that good, good, and you don't give. It's funny, but not funny, because I get that she probably feels overwhelmed. And there probably is a lot of women that are in that situation where their husbands are older, and they may have had, you know, heart conditions, and they may, because of, the amount of cardiovascular changes that sex makes you go through, not realize that it could be detrimental to their significant other. So I get the guilt behind that. Now, mind you, when you, you have to be healthy enough to have sex. Like people are like, oh, you mean healthy enough to have sex. Like if you can't walk up a flight of stairs without getting short of breath, you probably shouldn't be having sex. That's like real talk. You shouldn't be. Like you need to condition your heart and get healthy. Um, lose weight, start some type of daily exercise regimen, start off very slow and gradually, build your stamina, because that then conditions your heart and makes it that you are safe to have sex, meaning your heart can tolerate the increased blood flow and the increased cardiac output, meaning the amount of blood pumped by your heart every minute. You, you can maintain that without getting chest pain, shortness of breath, or passing out, okay? Um, so maybe she feels like she should have been there to, to figure out that he wasn't healthy enough to have sex, or she may think that she herself, her vagina, some kind of way killed this man. Okay. Or maybe the thought of sex in general reminds her of her husband passing away. And we don't know how he passed away. We don't know if it was like, oh, 20 minutes afterwards, he was in the bathroom on the toilet and fell over. We don't know if he got up to go to the bathroom and he had a heart attack. We don't know if he was literally on top of her and had a heart attack 
on top of her. We don't know that. And if she, if he was, I could see how every time somebody's on top of her, it reminds her of her husband that's passed away. I get that. That's going to take some psychological healing. That's going to take a lot of counseling to move past. And for JT, that's going to take you being very patient. But again, you don't have to wait for anybody's healing. If you want to wait around, you can wait around. But if you don't want to, nobody's going to judge you for that because you are, this is something new. And she is not at a point where she's healed yet. Come with too much baggage. Jenny, what do you think? I agree with the fact that I think that she has baggage. However, I also think that this is something that they could probably work through. She needs to get counseling, like you said. But I also think like, I mean, you told us that you wasn't Russian. Yeah, you probably want to have sex every now and then. But like, if you're talking about the pills that I think that you're talking about, you'll be fine. You should be able to give her some time to work through it. If you love her and you genuinely love her and you want to be with her and you said that she's the one that got away, is it really worth losing her again over something that she can work through? Or she's willing to work through, I should say, right? If she's willing to work through it, which I would have a sneaking suspicion that she is willing to work through it because she didn't actually have to tell you that she's scared to have sex. She didn't have to tell it to you at all. She could have just said my husband died of a heart attack and you would have never known. So she didn't have to say anything. It sounds like she's kind of open to working through it. And I would say that because she told you so that it's not something that would stand as a barrier that you didn't know about as you progress in this relationship, because that's a very intimate detail. I'm pretty sure she's not out here telling all her friends like, hey, girl, you know, this is what happened. So probably very few people actually know, if anyone other than you, right? So I would say be patient, be there to listen, because I'm sure it's pretty traumatic. And also, like, what are you rushing? Like, sex is great. Don't get me wrong. I'm never going to say anything otherwise. And you know, I'm of the mind, if the more you can have it, the better. However, if you're not having it now, and however long you all have been together, is it really a deal breaker for you? I'm just curious. I mean, I get it. You want to have sex and you would like to have sex with the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with. But if you cannot, is it a deal breaker? Just asking. Not saying yay or nay. I'm just asking. I don't know. Baby JT, maybe you all go to therapy to work through it together. Who knows? You don't know. This could, whatever comes of your therapy and whatever comes of your relationship could be the, the most intimate that you, that you will ever find because of all of the baggage that she is willing to work through. I'm just going to speak it into existence that she's willing to work through this because I don't, I don't think this is a, a deal breaker. I think she'll be able to get through it and realize that nothing is going to happen to you if you all have sex. Because she didn't say that she's scared for herself specifically. She just said that she's scared to have sex. She didn't say she wasn't open to it. She just said, didn't never say that she was never going to do it again. She never said any of that. All she said was she was scared. And sharing your fear is a pretty vulnerable place to be. So I, it sounds like she wants to, wants to get past it to me. But I don't know. That's something that you all have to work through. And she's going to have to do some work with a therapist. That's all. That's all I got, Nicole. I agree. JT, keep us posted on your journey. I hope that you're found again, one true love, and you do work out. All right. So, Jenny, what did you learn new this week? Okay. So, I learned a bunch of things new. So, that men's health article that I referenced earlier had a really interesting fact. Each year, 250 to 1,000 deaths take place in the United States because of people attempting to cut off their own airway. Now, 
There is something to be said about the fact that if you do it with someone else, then you get woozy. They can call 911. Either way, y'all, be safe. It's, it's not really the safest thing to do. Fun, yes. Safe, not so much. Another thing that I learned, which I found very interesting, and this actually came out of the UK. So in the UK, there is a rough sex murder defense or the Fifty Shades defense from Fifty Shades of Grey. And people are using this defense to get off. They were having rough sex. Sounds a little crazy until I looked up the rough sex murder defense. Like it's a thing. And there's actually an organization that's fighting to eliminate that because basically what they were finding is men were out here killing women, which is the fear that we have. But this specifically, men were out here killing women and getting off with much lesser charges because they were using this defense. So if y'all remember Fifty Shades of Grey series, you will know why it's called the Fifty Shades of Grey. But here's the thing. That's not the most exciting thing that I learned. I know it shouldn't be three, but it is. There are some notable cases of people who died during intercourse, right? Notable cases. I'm not going to mention all of them. However, I will mention this one. I will post some more probably, but I'll mention this one. So back way back in the way back, Pope John Twelfth died during intercourse, allegedly, died during intercourse with a mistress. Did you say the Pope? The celibate Pope? Pope John Twelfth may, it's a notable, on, on a good, Wikipedia is telling us this, may have died during consensual sex with a mistress. I'm going to send it to you right now. But it's a whole list. I think this will be a fun thing to post on social media because like, you know, allegedly, all the people who went out with a bang, literally. You know, the Pope is supposed to be dedicated <laughs> to the church, like the international church. So you gonna cheat on Jesus with a mistress? Like I'm confused. not I'm, cheating on Jesus with a mistress, Nicole. I can't, I'm Nicole. I can't. I can't. Not not the day after Easter talking about cheating on Jesus with a mistress, <laughs> Nicole. What did you learn new this week? So confused. I mean, where's the world hat? What's happening? Look, the Pope is a man too. God. Well, what I learned was instead of using a safe word, right? So this is from the Sexual Health Alliance, and they say. You should use a safe gesture instead of a safe word, such as holding up one finger in case your partner can't talk. Okay, so you should use safe gestures instead of safe words. But they do also say that no asphyxiation is safe and none of it is recommended. And the most dangerous type of asphyxiation is the autoerotic asphyxiation because there's no one to help you there. If you slip up and you strangle yourself, you're literally stuck if you can't get out of it. So there's no safe techniques for autoerotic asphyxiation. None. All right, Janine, are you ready for the motivational moment? Let's do it. And it says, back in the day, safe sex meant protection from STDs. With the growth of sexual fetishes, Safe sex literally now means just that. Take steps to protect your life and the life of your partner. Use safe words and practice safe behavior during intimate moments. But remember, no orgasm is worth you not waking up in the morning. Until we meet again. Pray, work, slay. And show off your melanated excellence. Oh, That's Deep, Black Women Conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty and Janine Brunson-Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. 
Get the Old That's Deep Black Women Conversation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or where you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate us. You can follow Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations on IG at Oh That's Deep BWC. Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations is a Mean Old Lion Media production. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.